0: It's June 25th, 2016. That means there's only six months left until Christmas. Coming up on today's show, we're going to explore the holiday known as Leon Day, or Half Christmas. We're going to take a critical look at some of the gifts in the 12 Days of Christmas, continue our quest to find the definitive version of Jingle Bells, and I recruit a whole separate Tim Babb to bring us Christmas Christmas in In. Space. Space. space! Okay, let's start the show. Monday. welcome to the show. I am Tim Babb the comedian. Let me say that again. Tim Bab the comedian, who knows very little about computers and has never worked at a legendary film studio. This will be an important distinction later in the show But right now, what's important is We're halfway there Only six months left, and I am ready I may look silly drinking this hot cocoa during a heat wave But I'm just role-playing as Mr. Miser. And if you're like me, six months is actually too long to wait If you're like me, and you download this So I assume you're at least a little like me If you're like me, you need a little Christmas Now! We need a This tip for bringing a little Christmas into your life right this very minute is a recipe courtesy of Tim Babb. Uh, 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 wait a minute, uh, aren't you Tim Babb? Great question, imaginary listener that sounds like George Bailey. Yes, I am, but this is a different Tim Babb. Oh, just another one of those bits where you, you do a, do you talk to yourself from, from the past? No. Th- those are always so confusing. No, 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 it's not that. This is a completely different person. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't get it. No problem. You see, there's this guy who works at Pixar, and his name is... Oh, yes! They they make some great movies! Okay, your Jimmy Stewart impression isn't that great, so why don't you pipe down? Alright, alright, no need to get your knickers in a bunch. Tell your little story. Okay, so... Tim Babb is this separate guy, and he works for Pixar. Specifically, he's the lighting optimization lead for Pixar Animation Studios. Next time you're at a Pixar movie, check the credits for his name. In fact, Fighting Dory is in theaters as I record this. It may not be a Christmas movie, but trust me, after you see it, you'll definitely be asking Santa for the Blu-ray this year. Anyway, the funny thing about Pixar Tim Babb is that a lot of times, friends or fans of mine see his name in the credits of a Pixar movie and assume it's me. Like, I wouldn't tell people if I got a chance to work at Pixar. I was on Wipeout on ABC for less than five minutes. I didn't shut up about that for five years. Trust me, if they ever even let me step foot on the Pixar campus, you'll know about it. I will tell you about it. So that Tim Babb is not me. Uh, Is there a Christmas uh, tip anywhere in our future? I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. So... Pixar Tim Babb is super smart. He studied computer science, and he clearly knows what's what. He has a blog called Bizarre.com that focuses primarily on graphics, physics, and programming. I read it every so often just to remind myself how smart a Tim Babb could be. Well, lo and behold, when I checked his blog out the other day, I found a Christmas-related entry. So I asked his permission to share it with you, and he said, Sure. So, without further ado, There's been plenty of ado. Quiet, you. Here's Tim Babb's recipe for infinitely aged Christmas pudding. While somewhat difficult to make, this recipe for extra-long-aged Christmas pudding is rich in flavor. You'll need one pound of raisins, currants, chopped apples, prunes, one ounce of candied peel... Four teaspoons of brandy, four ounces of breadcrumbs, two ounces of flour, one ounce of chopped almonds, two solar masses dark matter, one and 3 fourths joules of negative energy, one-eighth of Earth's mass of lead or other heavy elements for radiation shielding—if you can find a small moon, it may be best to hollow out the core—one Penrose Drive-capable spacecraft, provisions for six trillion years of space travel, and one handgun loaded with two bullets— All right, let's get to the recipe. Step one, stoke the oven with the dark matter. Set it to closed time-like curve. Then turn it on and allow it to preheat. If anything strange happens at this point, don't worry about it. It's fine. Mix the fruits, peel other stuff into a bowl or whatever. Once the oven is preheated, retreat to a safe distance of about 1.5 AU. Apply the negative energy. Wait for the gamma radiation to die down. Emerge from your shield moon and board the ship. Don't forget your provisions and a gun. Boost towards the gaping black hole where your oven used to be. Approach the ergosphere, taking care to maintain infinitesimal separation from the closed time-like curve. When you're close enough, chuck the pudding into it. Be careful not to run into any of the infinite copies of yourself now orbiting nearby. Draw your gun and fire on the copy of yourself in the orbit just below you. The copy in the orbit just above you should be doing the same. Your infinity of guns and infinity of bullets should take care of the infinity of self-copies. With any luck, you'll be the guy at the top. Good job. Then, descend towards the event horizon and nab the pudding on your way down. Check that it's in an eigenstate of the universal wave function and that the fruit has firmed up as well. Insert a toothpick. It should come out clean of any protons, which will have completely decayed after a literal eternity trapped in a repeating loop. Pass through the singularity and emerge from the preheated oven with the pudding. Draw your gun again and fire on your past self, who will have just switched the oven on. Serve and enjoy. Enjoy. There will be no need to ignite the pudding, as it will probably already be on fire from all the proton decay. And there you have it. Now, now how am I supposed to actually make that pudding? Just follow the recipe. I even put a link to the original blog in the show notes of this episode. That's not a recipe, you fool! It's a joke! Wait, what? protons. Huh, you're right. Well, what do you know about that? That's my line! Pixar's Tim Babb is not only smarter and more successful than me, he might just be better at Christmas comedy bits. Maybe he should be doing this podcast. Well, if you want to see the blog for yourself, like I said, I put a link to it in the show notes for this episode, and I'll be posting a link on our Twitter and our Facebook as well. And if you try this recipe, be sure to leave at least one Tim Babb comment and tell us how it was. But now we must leave Mirror Universe Tim Babb behind and get to our countdown feature, Five Golden Things. (laughs) This is our 12th episode, so there is officially one episode for each of the 12 days of Christmas. This fact inspired today's five golden things. We're going to take a look at the gifts in this classic holiday song and pick out the five gifts you don't want. Here we go. Number five. Four, calling birds. Why on earth would I want a bunch of calling birds? This isn't like the tiki room at Disneyland. These birds aren't going to sing... They're just going to be making all kinds of noise all the time. I don't need that. I've got two kids. I've got all the noise I need. Thank you very much. Would you birds hide down? Number four. Twelve drummers drumming. Anyone who's lived next door to a drummer already knows why this one's on the list, but let me just open the door for a second. <laughs> that noise you hear is my oldest son going all Ringo on his drum set. Now, imagine 11 more of these. Yeah, exactly. Shut that. Number three. Eight, maids a-milking. First off, I don't really drink a lot of milk, so ladies, save your energy. But second of all, if I do need milk, the grocery store has it, and these super convenient bottles and cartons that they'll just sell to you for a fairly reasonable fee. Third, supermarket milk has the added advantage of being pasteurized so that I don't ingest harmful bacteria. Keep your maids milking I'll just have a glass of water. Number two. Ten, lords a-leapin'. Why? Why would anyone want to watch a bunch of British nobles jumping around? Remember, they're not dancing. The nine ladies are taking care of that. These dudes are just leaping. I don't need to see a Duke and his vice count bounding around like idiots. Just give me a gift card. Honorable mentions. Hey. The Honorable Mentions jingle is better? Well, anyway, for the honorable mention, I'm going with the namesake of this whole segment, Five Golden Rings. It actually seems like the best gift on this list, but listen closely. The rings are golden. Not gold, golden. That sounds like fake gold to me. Now, I know in earlier versions of the song, the lyric was five gold rings, but even then, what do I need five rings for? What am I, Johnny Depp? I just got used to wearing a wedding ring, and I've been married for nine years. I don't need to bling out the rest of my fingers. Number one. Six, Giselaian. Geese are some of the most aggro waterfowl you will ever meet. When they get threatened, they're like Liam Neeson from Taken. They will chase you, they will honk at you, and they will bite you. Plus, they leave feathers everywhere, and then there's the matter of the… droppings. Over a pound a day. A day. Per goose. Look, I know what these geese are laying, and I don't want any. But that's just my opinion. What do you guys think? What are the gifts you'd least like your true love to give to you this Christmas? Leave a comment on the website, can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. But it's time to move on to the topic of the day, Leon Day. That's right, Leon Day was an American right-handed pitcher in the Negro Leagues. He played for the... Wait, what? Hmm. I think my Google search got messed up. Hang on a second. Uh, Suri, tell me about Leon Day. Leon Day was an American right-handed pitcher. No, 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 no. We've already gone down that road, Siri. I'm not talking about the ball player. I'm talking about the holiday.
1: Sorry, I'm not sure what you said.
0: The holiday, June 25th, the day that marks six months until Christmas. Tim, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, forget it. Okay. Well, here's what we know. It's called Leon Day because Leon is Noel spelled backwards. And it's a big day for the ultra-prepared among us to kick off our Christmas prep. A lot of craft stores start putting out their Christmas stuff. Which makes sense to me, because I'm not a crafter at all, so it would take me at least six months to make something worth displaying on Christmas. Now, I'm talking about this like it's a holiday that everybody celebrates, but I would say most of the world hasn't even heard of it. I only became aware of it a few years ago when a guy I used to work with IM'd me on June 24th and asked me if I was going to dress up at the office for half Christmas. I didn't know what it was or if anyone else in the office was doing it, but I agreed immediately. Of course, it turned out it was just me and him, but that's okay. I spent the whole day listening to Christmas music with a gif of a roaring Christmas fire on the corner of my screen while I worked. I'd never even heard the term Leon Day until last year when I read about it at MyMerryChristmas.com. They posted an article about it, and apparently it's a thing. The Salvation Army sends people out to ring bells with Santa hats on, just like they do in December. There's a big Leon Day festival in Liverpool, New York, but I still didn't know where the origin of the holiday was. The My Merry Christmas article just says the history of the day is murky, so I decided I was going to try to find out myself, and I failed spectacularly. I don't know why I thought I was going to do any better than a site that's been celebrating Christmas continually for 25 years, but I came up empty. So finally, I decided to ask my old co-worker where he heard of it. And it turned out he got the idea from an episode of the Comedy Central show Workaholics called The Strike. The show centers on three wacky roommates, Blake, Anders, and Adam, who also work together in an office, but they don't take work quite as seriously as perhaps they should. In this particular episode, they decide to ask their boss, Alice, for a time off to celebrate half Christmas. We were wondering if maybe we could get two days off to celebrate half Christmas... It's a bit of a tradition in our household. You know? Yeah. It started like four years ago, Blake went out to get some beer, and right. he came home with a keg full of eggnog. We call it a kegnog. nog. <laughs> we call it a keg Yeah, but we just drank that thick nectar of the gods. We sang and got wild, and Adam actually ended up fighting our neighbor's cleaning lady. Yeah. It was a good scrap. It was a good scrap. That's how uh, Half Christmas was born. Well, not only does Alice turn them down, she makes them take down their Half Christmas decorations. Hi. Guys,
1: look, um, I know that you're big fans of the dollar store, but you're going to have to take all of this down. You're distracting the entire office. How
0: so? Next stop!
1: Work town. You have ten minutes to take this dumb down. Are you being such a Scrooge McDuck? Oh, I'm being a Scrooge McDuck. Because... There is no such thing as half Christmas.
0: Fine, Alice. You leave us no choice. We're going to go on strike. Nobody disses half Christmas. So Adam and Blake decided to go on strike and eventually convinced the rest of the office to go on strike, too. What's up, Jillian? Oh, hey, nothing. Gee, Bell, do you feel that you're satisfied
1: with everything here at Corp? All I'm saying is we need some new leads, man. You know, I, I, I got a 25-foot pontoon boat I gotta pay off. You know, we be smacking bass.
0: Hey, well then it's official, right? You're mm.
1: striking with us, huh?
0: I want $500,000. I don't know, stock options, is that a thing? Mm, there's no way of knowing, but if it is, we'll put some up around the office.
1: I wanna go to the zoo. More ashtrays? We can do that. Great, great.
0: My dog died. Bring my dog back. I can't promise anything, but yes, I guarantee it. it. So finally, Alice caves in and gives the boys two paid getaway days a year and a half-Christmas party. Happy
1: Christmas, Christmas, everyone! Christmas.
0: Yeah. So that's where my former co-worker got the idea, but I'm not sure the events of this episode actually take place on Leon Day. Listen to this scene where the guys are half-Christmas caroling. Deck the halls with boughs of holly, la 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 What's wrong with you guys? It's middle of July. Are you drunk or something? We're just trying to spread some holiday cheer, man.
1: Where's your half-Christmas spirit? And yeah, we're a little bit drunk, dude. Deal with it. Okay, let's take it from the top. And a three, and a two, and a deck. Deck the, the holes with, the balls with balls of hot.
0: <coughs> See? The guy they were caroling to said it was the middle of July. That ain't half-Christmas. That's Christmas in July. That's a whole other thing. We'll get to that next month. Well, nevertheless, this inspired my coworker, which inspired me, and now I'm a believer in Leon Day. In fact, the first episode of this podcast was supposed to be on Leon Day last year, but it took longer than I thought to get all the technical details sorted out, and so that's why the first day of this podcast was Christmas in July. But back to Leon Day. I celebrate by spending the day reveling in the wonders of Christmas. Movies, song, food, all that good stuff. But, like I said last episode, I wanted to add a little something to my celebrations on Leon Day that would actually help others. At Christmas time, we think of others with things like Toys for Tots, canned food drives, volunteering at homeless shelters. And I wanted to make an annual tradition of helping on Leon Day. So I decided I'd make it a Leon Day tradition to donate blood. As luck would have it, there was a blood drive happening at my local library a few days ago. It was super easy to find. I just Googled donate blood and my city, and I had an appointment made in just a few minutes. Now, the only downside is whoever gets my blood will probably wake up with a serious craving for cranberry sauce and stuffing. Because Christmas is in my blood, son! No? I'm sorry. I'll see myself out. But before I do, Merry Leon Day and a happy half-Christmas. Wait a minute, the show's not over yet! 2016 is the year we picked the best version of Jingle Bells, and we can't do that until we have another edition of the Jingle Brawl! Jingle Brawl! Jingle Brawl! Jingle Brawl the way! coming close to the end of our preliminary round. So far, 50 musical acts have competed and only the ones chosen by you have been left standing. If you have a favorite version of this ubiquitous Christmas carol that hasn't been in the competition yet, be sure and send it to us at christmas at tancast.com and we'll be sure to get them in before we move on to the next round. But today,
1: we have 10 jingle warriors battling it out for your votes. Which of these acts will join the previous winners in the semifinals? You decide! Dolly Parton. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle
0: all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh.
1: Hey! Steve Lukather and Friends. Hey, everybody. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. horse was awful mad if he could talk he'd say you'll be sorry you hitched me to a one horse open sleigh. Winton Marsalis. The Roaches. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh
0: what funny
1: Ride in one more soap and sleigh. Tuck Andrus. The Springfields.
0: Sparkle in the air. It brings us all a zest. Singing as we race along the song we love the best.
1: Kitaro.
0: Mickey Mouse and friends. Is up at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com now through July 20th, 2016. You can vote once a day, every day until then. You can also listen to the full version of each of these songs. Tell your friends to vote, tell your family to vote, tell perfect strangers to vote, because every vote counts in the 2016 Jingle Brawl! And that's going to do it for our 12th episode. When next we meet, it will be the one-year anniversary of this podcast. So I'd like to do an extended listener email show, but to do that, I need one thing from you. Write me! You can email me at christmas at tancast.com. You can message me on the Can't Wait for Christmas Facebook page or the Twitter page, or at the website, can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. If you've already written in and haven't heard your letters on the show, don't worry. They're in the Tim's Santa Bab mailbag, and I've been saving them up for the next show. But if you have any Christmas questions, comments, or even criticism, They're all welcome I want to make the one year anniversary show As much about you as possible As my way of saying thank you For sticking with us for a year So get to writing So I can read your merry words Back to you next month And in the meantime Keep laughing all the way And that was Christmas 1983 Actually dad it's 2016 Uh,
1: Oh Thank you for listening to the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. If you like this show, please subscribe to us on iTunes and write us a review. Or if you prefer to stream your podcast, we're now available on Stitcher as well. (laughs) If you'd like to leave a comment on this or any episode, go to our official website at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com There you'll find a link to our official Zazzle store where you can buy customizable Christmas decorations, clothing, and other gift ideas all year long. Our show only comes out once a month But we love to interact with you any day of the year. Just come by to our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash can't wait for Christmas Pod, or our Twitter name at Christmaspod. Or you can always send us an email directly at Christmas at TanCast.com. The Can't Wait for Christmas Podcast is part of the Tancast Podcast Network. We Wish You a Merry Christmas was performed by the United States Marine Corps Band, and this glorious version of Jingle Bells on the Accordion was performed by the amazing Kristen Nowicki. All of their music and sounds are properties of their individual copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. All right, I can't think of anything else to say. How about you boys? God bless us, everyone.
0: a blog called Bizarg. Sorry, I spat on my phone while I pronounced Bizarg. It's a bizarre word. <laughs> I bet Tim Babb really regrets that we share the same name. and now I have to open that blog cuz I didn't have it opened la 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 li 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 lu. why is this loading so slow comcast is my internet provider and they are very very slow hey it loaded okay two solar masses dark matter one and three-fourths yota joules. oh why did I not figure out how to pronounce Yoda Jewels before I started? You know what? I bet Pixar Timbab knows how to pronounce Yoda Jewels. He doesn't have to Google it. Cool, it's on YouTube. Yoda Jewels. Yoda Jewels. Yoda Jewels. Yoda Jewels. Okay. Jewels. I, uh, thank you, thank you, I got it. Yoda Jewel. Yata I heard you! Would you stop telling me Yoda jewel? Jewels? I know it's Yoda Jewels! Let me be! Why didn't I learn how to pronounce these words before I started reading this out loud? Eigenstate? Eigenstate. I'm going to guess eigenstate.
1: ai state. A genstate
0: state. Okay, that's what I'll go with. Check that it's an, an Eigenstate of universal wave function. <laughs> oh, boy. This is way funnier written down than when I butcher the pronunciations. Mew! <laughs> Would you, birds, pipe down? i got to stop yelling. It's almost midnight. Hopefully no one else can hear me. All right, that ought to do it. Thank you. What are you doing? What are you going to do with it? Uh, I'm going to, in the podcast, you're going to be playing the drums while I'm talking. (laughs) As luck would have it, there was a blood drive happening at my lobal at my lobal My blood, my blood, my tongue is revolting against my face. Uh there is water leaking and it's leaking more and more. What's going on here? That is awesome. Okay. The water leaking part is not awesome, obviously. However, it is leaking in a puddle that goes directly to a mop, which is soaking it up. I almost want to take a picture of this, but then you'll see how dirty my garage floor is. i have finished recording this episode it was quite hard i bet that it will be much shorter than i have recorded thus far i can't believe i made that just rhyme there i don't think i will rhyme the next verse i was right that didn't rhyme i guess that's why i should rehearse oh i nailed it i'm like i'm like a wayne brady